What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Yala. Your thrice weekly podcast where we dissect the latest news and the hottest topics with a touch of what, Terence? Good old humor. Good old humor. And today mm. is going to be a bit of National Day humor, also because yeah. we just. It's like we just had the birthday party for the birthday that was a week and a half ago. La. Yeah, the belated National Day celebration. What do you, what, actually, actually, what do you think of it uh, after you watched it? I mean, first of all, uh, it was it? during the day. You no, didn't okay, watch it? Fuck you. Let me, let me finish. Let me finish. Uh-huh. <laughs> let me finish. Well, Don't jump into conclusions and, and do your regular Terrence thing. Uh, okay? okay. I During the day, I, it, I forgot about it. So uh-huh. it's only when someone mentioned, oh, the Predator you're watching, I was like, oh shit, it is today. So mm. in the end, I did watch it and... Mm. Um, I mean, it was, it, it was, how you say, it felt a bit like a, like a, like, like a formality almost, like it just had Mm. to be done, so they did it. Oh, you weren't touched by the animations and everything, uh? I mean, I didn't watch the whole parade. You watched oh, the whole parade, oh, is okay, it? Okay, 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 got it. You watched the whole parade, so you so you're more patriotic than me, is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. I only watched the first half. I think first half. <laughs> I saw the yeah. second half. I like I saw Halima walk down and like wave to the crowd as she drove off. Then the fireworks. Uh, so where I was, which was my girlfriend's family house in Haugang, we could yeah. see the fireworks, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think uh one yeah for for me the fact that I couldn't see the planes flying overhead, I couldn't watch fireworks from outside my window or anything like that uh mm. yeah it, it kind of a bit a bit disappointing lah. so I, I guess that's where the steam ran out towards watching the show mm. Mm. I, I think i I was more touched by the stuff i saw after the parade like uh the close-ups of like some of the performers the there's like our army has a saxophone dude mm, the guy <laughs> you went know, viral. he's gone viral right? yeah and and i mean as much as as i know people involved in ndp like it often takes up a lot of times, a lot of weekends. The fact that it was done right, I still mm. think, wow, that, that is an achievement. It's like, you know, when we, the Olympics, the closing ceremony, I don't know if you saw that, it was kind of like somber, like it was an empty stadium and everyone was there. But it mm. still felt like, wow, these people have pushed through some hard times to get this done. Of course, when they juxtaposed it with the celebrations in Paris, you know, mm, yeah, daytime, yeah. everybody just, yeah, fucking Olympics, yeah, yeah, no mask, no nothing. It was very different. But the NDP for me, the, the NDP, the NDP, P, uh, gave me that sort of vibes where it was like, wow, it could have been so much more, but it was still, the fact that they did it, the fact that it seemed like it went smoothly was still a, a nice thing. Yeah. I think a lot of people uh, were, were saying that the animation videos were, were particularly special to them uh, because mm. they were based on real stories of real Singaporeans and they were done by local animators, you know, all local animators. Hell yeah, man. Some of whom, Hell we, yeah. some of whom we know as well. Uh, shout out to, you know, like uh, Weaving Clouds and, and Finding Pictures, mm. the guys there. They're all very talented yeah. people. Uh, so yeah, and then, and then the director, Bu Junfeng as well, a lot of people said that, you know, it's, uh, he, he always presents a much more nuanced uh picture of what what um yeah what singaporean uh, what singapore is like you know because of his background supporting uh you know lgbtq issues and, and things like that as well like, and, and being a very nuanced storyteller like. uh but mm. yeah i did i did i did feel the sense that uh the whole thing was a little bit more subdued like, more subdued mm-hmm. yeah and then I, I i would suppose that that's why that's the difference between having everybody on site versus like what they did this time was to have satellite 
uh, satellite performances uh, like some people at NUS some people at Topayo Stadium and but then, didn't they do that last year? last year wasn't it satellite 2020? some uh, sort of like it might have been but last year they, it was a more concerted effort to really spread it out across the island with the mobile mm. column remember the mobile column of uh, yeah. it was like military parade across the island uh, right yeah, uh, yeah. And, then, uh, and then as mentioned uh, fireworks being spread out all across the island I think that was a I really love that touch because uh, it really allowed anyone to look out the window and But this and year also, stuff, wasn't it spread out? It wasn't, wasn't there's it no, 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 no. Fireworks only at, at Marina Bay. And they... Cannot be. My girlfriend's house, my parents' house is at Haogang. There's no way I could have seen the fireworks at uh, So what do you there. see? So what do you see? Fireworks, uh, fireworks. But where? <laughs> uh, you mean which direction? Uh? From where? Uh, the fireworks from where? Uh? From uh, her family's house, balcony, uh? Yeah, like, I know the, by, the, where the fireworks. I didn't. From. I didn't go into that. <laughs> you know, see, so I don't know. See, I from from my place. I, oh I, shit! I, I couldn't see lah. Yeah, there was nothing uh. Uh. So, so supposedly it got cancelled lah. This this. No, I think they was planning to have it this year, but they cancelled it because of the whole hoo ha about about NDP lah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, but so, I mean, I. I think it's because also, you know, you said the most subdued thing. I think it's it's like, honestly, like, if it's, if it's someone's birthday, right? You know, on the day, WhatsApp group is like, happy birthday, happy birthday, happy birthday. If you were to wish the person happy birthday after a week in WhatsApp group, right? It just mm. feels like there's a disconnect. La. I think since our Independence Day, I think like every parade has been on 9th August, right? Mm. It, this or, okay, 95%. La. 95 yeah, or 90, yeah, 90. yeah. Yeah. 97%. But um it just it's just I think that disconnect la. like the fact that uh I think a lot of people probably midday Saturday, I don't think I was the only one who was like, oh shit, the parade is today. Mm. As opposed to previous years when you know 9th August, you know there's a parade. Yeah, yeah, correct, correct. Um so, so yeah, I think I think there were fewer instances of people having National Day parties at home and everything. La. Uh, yeah. Because yeah, I, I know correct. I know a lot of people with kids and all they they love to do that, like you know, like like have people over and watch National Day Parade together. It's mm, a it's quite a fun mm. thing. So I mean, it's, overall, I think it was a, it was a. I mean, the 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 decision to postpone it, I guess, was the probably the best compromise, lah, between yeah, everything. Yeah. And uh, as yeah. we discussed in our last podcast, now everyone's sort of used to COVID numbers already, lah. Right? We're not we're not jumping about social distancing on stage and anything like that, lah. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-mm. But but we know something else that was happening during the National Day Parade. La. Yeah, that triggered. That has triggered <laughs> our leaders. Uh. Yeah, yeah, triggered our leaders. But before that, um, we're going to do the plug, right? Mm. Yes, correct. Uh, so I'll just go ahead and do it, which is uh, yeah. if this podcast like National Day Parade has touched you in any way and, and, and provided you companionship, even if you weren't watching the parade or something, which I know it has for some people, yeah, do, do shout out and share it with like one person uh, or, or post about it on an IG story or social media or whatever, like, you know, because it really helps us to just grow the community a bit more and, and 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 just see more diverse voices joining this community of um of of, of dialogue and, 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 and you know sharing different opinions, uh, which is fantastic. Yeah. Well, like a true politicians, yeah. Mm. You're like like for the you're you're like a youth SG ambassador, you know. Uh, yeah. the the very the very nice nice contributions that our podcast uh bring about uh. Correct, correct, correct. Yeah. Correct, correct. Yes. But yes. Cool. So this this yes. big story that we're talking about. <laughs> this big story. So so at uh 
7.33pm on Saturday, 21st August, uh, the Tentera Darat Malaysia, which is... Wait, the what? Um, the what? Tentera Darat Malaysia, oh. which is... Um, I, the, thought what were, they call, I thought you were like going like... Tentera, tentera, or something like that. <laughs> in, your, in your typical flippant way of talking about pronouncing people's names. Hey, you, know? <laughs> you just trivialize the language of an entire country no, and people. No? You I thought, know, you thought two know. words You thought two words I was saying was a sound effect. Two legitimate words pronounced properly. You thought I was going Yeah, from your pattern of like playing with people's names, you know, not taking it seriously. Don't give me the shit. Don't give me the shit. Evidence before. Don't don't just anyhow blanket me as a as someone who trivializes names, huh? You are the one who just who just heard two properly pronounced words and mistook them as a sound effect. Two two words that people in Singapore also use as part of the Malay language. It's tentera darat. Okay. Not dun, 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 dun. Yeah. <laughs> I thought you're trying to go viral <laughs> like the saxophone dude. <laughs> Fuck you lah. Well, eh. So anyway, the Tentera Darat Malaysia, uh, which is their army, uh, they uploaded something on their Facebook page at 7.33pm on Saturday, which mm. the timing of which is very important. Mm. Um, it was a four minute long video that showcased um, like a... Um, a Malaysian army paratroop exercise mm. where they specifically mention uh, that part of the exercise involves the securing of two crossing sites. Yep. And the commander, I mean, basically they showed footage of like these heavily suited up paratroopers mm. uh, in the Malaysian army arriving on camp and then people getting up at attention, saluting, and then a commander briefing a group of men, all of whom are in heavy army gear mm. about securing um, the enemy la. and you know the first thing to do is to uh, be parachuted into enemy territories securing two crossing sites after which uh, they will race towards the objective capture the objective and and uh, the, and win the battle la. so it was done with like uh, uh, that kind of very m- uh, superhero kind of music and it felt like I mean they didn't say anything about which country or anything but there mm. were subtitles and they just tried to make it as 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 like a macho, military macho as possible. Yep. And then um, I caught wind of it because our dear Minister Shamugam posted mm. on his own page yesterday uh, that this went up. Yep. And he just he just subtly kind of like a bit of passive-aggressive, uh, passive aggression. Uh, he said, you know, interestingly, the commander speaks in English and there are English subtitles. Mm. The commander says that the securing of the two crossing sites will allow division forces to punch through to the center of gravity of the enemy and they must fight to the last drop of blood. Mm. And then he also ended off by saying, the video doesn't show much by way of tech or platforms or tactics. Instead, the focus seems to be on what the commanders, commander says the Malaysian army will do to the enemy, which is true. Like, they never show much of the equipment or the helicopters mm. or anything. It's just the, the very passionate commander talking to his troops. Like. Mm. So, so that caused a wave of discussion online about the timing of this, like because seven thirty-three p.m. on Saturday was the exact time that the parade was going on, mm. Correct, correct. National right. parade, la, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's just been chatter online. Um, I mean, generally, there's no, there's no conclusion that oh, it was pointed and and specific to that timing. Um, on the Malaysian, uh, I think some Malaysian commenters are saying that you know it's nothing. I mean, it's just a military exercise and just happened to be a coincidence. Mm. But when you saw that, right, what was what was your thoughts? Uh? Mm, I mean, I watched the video. Um, Do you feel scared or not? Do you feel like your knees trembling or not? No, like, I mean, I just, I just, to be honest, I really just felt like it's any other proper, any other badly produced army video, you know, with the 
cheesy ass like uh, anime of the state opening intro that you buy from you buy for five dollars from some website and then and then after the, you know the the fire and the logo and the the cheesy metal music from the you know early two thousands or late nineties thereabouts mm. and then just with a guy who is like just barking orders at people. And yeah, I mean, he's just he's just bucking random orders, like you know, for a mission, for a mission. So, to to me, it's just I mean, it wasn't particularly insightful or interesting video that probably is now facing the Streisand effect, lah. That nobody would have given a shit if if Shamugam didn't talk about it, lah. Right? Wait, well, what's the Streisand effect again? Uh, that yeah, the the is the effect that the more you want to suppress something or hope that people don't watch it or what, right? Then, then mm. uh, the more you try to censor it, or then the more people keep thinking about it. It's like if I say, don't think about a pink elephant, you know, and then you think about. I'm pink not thinking elephant. about pink elephant. Right? Yeah, yeah, but you're already saying it, like you know, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> so, so, so it just has the effect of like just bring more eyeballs to. Honestly, nothing much about the video. Like, I mean, the timing okay, lah, but but the video itself, like, huh, it's nothing impressive in it. There's nothing intimidating. It's just a dude just barking orders, lah. Hmm. I guess. I guess the the thing is there were certain uh other things in orbit of this that made this a little more interesting like, because mm. Malaysia just got a new PM mm. right um the Ismail Sabri Yakob yeah. who was sworn in um on 17th August mm. uh, no 20, 21st August mm. let's see uh. yeah so so he was sworn in 21st August so there was that and then um, which is the exact same day, lah. Mm. And he was he was the defense minister, mm. uh, and deputy prime minister right before that. So some chatter is along the lines of like, oh, maybe that's his first first step, lah. You know, mm. um, um, for for exerting his his how you say his his presence. But then there was also an incident that was brought up by Tan Chuan Jin uh, on Shanmugam's post, mm. uh, as well as other commenters. Uh, do you know what what that was about? No, go ahead. There was this this operation back in 1991, a military exercise mm. called uh, Pukul Habis, which mm. is Malay for wipe out. It's not a sound effect, huh? Yeah, yeah. Okay, just clarifying. It's not a sound effect. <laughs> and and that joint military exercise, right, actually took place between Malaysia and Indonesia, about 20 kilometers from from uh, Woodlands, like it happened in Johor, mm. and. Um, it was done in Kota Tinggi and mm. it was also done on the same day as our National Day. Mm. Um, and it was the swearing-in of Go Chok Tong as the new Prime Minister after taking away from uh, uh, taking over from Lee Kuan Yew nine months prior to that. Yep. But back then, the whole, like thousands of NS men were apparently mobilized, no? Mm-hmm. That was the first day, first time that there were six unit uh, symbols uh, shown on TV mm-hmm. and there were actually troops uh, that were deployed to patrol the, the Malaysian railway la, mm-hmm. as well as other strategic spots in Singapore. So some people were just saying, hey, this this seems a bit familiar except that that one people were actually mobilized and this one, it's more like... It's a video. How you say? Yeah, it's a it's video. A video. La, it's a video. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And and they don't, they don't show much of them actually doing anything yeah. because the camera was focused on the commander. I wonder if they swap angle, right? Yeah. How the troops or the or people listening would have looked like. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like do, you, do you ever see any talk like that when you go back for reservists? Yeah, all the time. I mean, it's... You know, you get a lot of uh, either career soldiers or... Or you know, uh, officers who go back for reservists and then they hate their lives outside of army. So to them, mm. army is like the pinnacle of the 
of the of the leadership achievements. So they they really like wow. They the the thing they love to do is just gather people in auditoriums and keep giving speeches, uh, and about all aspects of your fucking life uh, about how you should manage your finances better, how you should keep how you should keep fit la, and everything. I even how had, you manage I, your finances better? Yeah, I even had a. I even had a. What the fuck? Yeah, I even had a CEO once like bring in his own personal trainer, his own personal <laughs> trainer to make us. He made all these NS men with families at home and better things to do with their lives. Sit in the auditorium and listen to his personal trainer give a speech about about personal training and then using the CEO as an example of how much weight he lost, and then subsequently after that, you know, the I guess the guy got the guy got uh he probably. Gave, he probably gave free lessons to the CEO like, and then we were the ones that had to sit there for the opportunity for the guy to actually, you know, talk, talk to all of us in, in camp. Like, you know, so mm. that we could sign up for his personal training lessons or whatever nonsense. <laughs> like. So I was like, this is, I mean, don't use us as your fucking flex. Like. And I mean, this, so I watch stuff like that, I'm like, it's totally unmoved by it like, because half the time it's just, it's, a, it's like, a, it's just making up for something that they lack in their personal lives outside of camp. La. But that aside, aside from my own, aside from yeah, my own, you know, I, I, I've, 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 I haven't made a secret out of my disdain for a lot of uh, senior management in the military, la, right? And and how mm. a lot of their parachuted into jobs in the private sector and, and fuck, mm. it, uh, fuck it up. La. But aside from that, yeah, la, I, I feel like this is a, it's just a video. It's a shittily produced video. So why give it so much credence and by, you know, by, in fact, Shanmugan reacting to it gives it more legitimacy. Yeah. If you yeah. just if a tree falls in the forest and nobody nobody knows about it, did the tree even fall? You know, right? Mm. But he responded yeah. to it is like, oh, you know, look, it's so dangerous. And I mean, yeah, we get I get the existential threat that we face, but I would I would say that 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 you know, look at the same weekend we have the vice president of the United States visit Singapore while there's a shit show in Afghanistan also run by the United States going on and things like that. Uh, I I think there's there's bigger fish to fry la, and and we can show our pull our weight in the international sphere by by highlighting more more interesting things la, than this shittily produced video la, you know. So yeah, so that's why I was wondering like why why would he share it? I honestly think he's sharing it uh in a condescending way. Uh. He's like, look at our neighbors, you know mm. what? The, it doesn't show any tech or platforms. Uh, focus seems to be. A, it's very. It's like a lot of shit, lah. As you, as you know, the mm. the younger crowd would say. Also, you see it as too such shit. A... I think so, eh? Because mm. like what you say, right? Why why would he upload this video? I mean, um, it just feels like it's 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 just. I mean, it's almost like a video you can imagine them showing to troops who are maybe just enlisting or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone's a lot of people in the comments it, say that like. This is the kind of videos they show during reservice to remind you why the hell you're booking for reservice. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's like, oh, you think that we are safe? This is what we're fighting for, your family and your all that nonsense, like, you know. Yeah. So for me, like, uh, I mean, Shamukam just uploading it with like, look at these people. This is what they do. Uh, yeah. uh, this is the kind of videos they do. Whereas, and this was the same day where our, our we... Our military, you know, the, the planes were flying uh, during mm. the day. You can see like fighter pilots and like uh, fighter planes and all. And it's quite mm. impressive. Quite impressive uh. la, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you see actual helicopters flying, even though they're yeah, carrying the Singapore flag, but actual helicopters. So I think yeah. I think this is Shamugam throwing shade, bro. Yeah. Because I mean, at the end of the day, we also, I mean, we also fly our planes and helicopters and all that. So what, right? I mean... And yeah, we're such a small island, so so it's like I mean the whole island could freaking hear the planes flying around from about six plus onwards, right? It was just yeah, non-stop. Exactly. So, 
I mean, if they release a video on social media, who gives a shit, man? You know, we got fucking I think, like I think, our, our our planes are just flying everywhere, protecting us. Uh. I think if you put on your uniform and I film you, I think our video can look more impressive, uh, more yeah, better. Uh. So, <laughs> we take we should upload the one that you wear the uniform, take public transport. Uh. We show that yeah, our soldiers <laughs> show that our soldiers Actually, are always ready for action. <laughs> Yeah, that's why. Because even this one, the subtitles just felt like, uh, wow, why do you have to... Even the subtitles are like very bold letters yeah. and all that. And then the guy so, uses really like stupid English like, strike the enemy at the heart of its center of gravity or something, some crap like that. La. I, yeah, I might be yeah, paraphrasing, right. but it's just like, what the hell does that mean? Strike the enemy at the heart no, of its center of gravity. Most specifically, direct into the heart of enemy center of gravity. Yeah, I think he was writing a song. <laughs> You know, like it's like a exactly, it's like yeah. a poem, directing yeah. into the heart of enemy, center of gravity. Okay, I mean, I mean, yeah, the... we we put all this out there, not to mock, uh, not to mock anybody's military, like, Right, I just want to say upfront, but really, I mean, we we as content creators as and and, and all that, we're very concerned with. Oh, we're, we're we're much more attuned with uh, the how how presentation of a video and everything affects people's emotions about it, lah. And what I think a lot of what we're shitting on is like this video is not a good video, lah, right? Uh, it doesn't really yeah. do much to in, in, in inciting emotion, whether in Malaysia <sighs> or Singapore. So what was the point of making it and what was the point of highlighting it, lah? Is my thing, lah. Yeah, you just did the, you know, I really uh, don't mind so and so, but so and so is fucked up. Yeah, you just did. No, because <laughs> no, I, mean, I think I don't want people to later the Malaysian army to later like uh you know want to snipe us or something like that because we talk shit about them or what lah, you know. But like but, to attack us in the heart of our enemy uh, center of gravity. Of gravity. Yeah. yeah, but what what we're trying to say is that both sides, Singapore and Malaysia, like uh, maybe on the Malaysia side, there's like I don't, I don't maybe why why release this video if it's not that great, and then the Singapore side is like why make a big fuss about it if it's a shittily produced video. Like, right? If it was a live yeah, exercise, like what you say, like, I totally agree. Like, then there, there's a bit of, there's quite a bit of tension, like, right? You know, but video, come on. Yeah, but but so that's where I, I, I think that my, I think I find it more weird what uh, Shamugam did. Because like. if you look at the website, uh, the Tantara Darat, mm. remember, the words, not the sound effect, yeah. um, they do have other content uh, other pieces of content, other videos, and they kind of all look similar. Yeah. So, so you can, I mean, if if an army doesn't um, invest that much into the content space, maybe it's it's not, like, if you look at Singapore army videos also, you go back a few years, they, they didn't look that good. Like. Even now, mm. sometimes you see some government videos, they're damn cringy, right? Yeah. So, maybe this is their style. Yeah. Maybe it works to the audience they're speaking to. Yeah. But for Shamugam to share it, that just felt like, you know, he posts, it's like, it's like his Facebook page is almost like a WhatsApp group. You know, you see this video, you send yeah. it, and then your friend like uh, Tan Chuan Jin just say, hey bro, isn't this familiar? Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Ha, 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 ha. So that was what I found I found weird about him actually. And first of all, he didn't even share the post. No, he uploaded a video <laughs> on his own, which is copyright <laughs> infringement. <laughs> no. Yeah, he got, he must tag them. He must, by right, yeah, by the law, he's supposed to. <laughs> credit yeah, them but he does or he does credit them when he mentions who they he are he credit but he never tag he never tag oh, he must tag he must yeah. tag Tentara Darat Malaysia he just wrote we need to remind come on la. we need to remind our minister of law about some of the new <laughs> laws that they're proposing issue. Huh? yeah that's, that's good why one. good point good point oh, la, ma, but, but, yeah, la, I mean I was when I was in the army also, I was involved in producing some of this kind of uh, propagandist, uh, propagandist kind of videos la. 
And uh, mm. yeah, I mean, I never sat there and thought about, okay, what would piss off Malaysia the most when I made those videos or anything? Or never was I instructed about that, like, you know? Uh, yeah. It was always about, oh, how do we look, make our soldiers look the best? And, you know, that, that, that was a key, that was the key KPI, like how to make everyone look very garang, you know? Yeah. I mean, that being said, I, I think it would make sense for Singapore and Malaysia to keep very close track of the other country's military developments and happenings. Mm. Uh, but this one just felt like um, a bit a bit weird. I think, I hope the page, I mean, you know what would be funny? If the page lodges like a copyright claim against Shamugam and Shamugam has to take down the video, <laughs> then maybe his Facebook page can now one strike. <laughs> one strike. <laughs> and then he has, strike. To, he has to summon the Facebook people and tell them, why are you, why are you giving me one strike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Then, then they'll be like, uh, sir, you, you uploaded someone else's video as yeah. your own and you know that goes against our copyright law. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so it was just funny. it was just more more comical, if anything. La. Correct, correct. Yeah. Which is quite strange because yeah, we, we orig- originally thought this as the more serious topic to talk about, right? But but yeah, that's why. actually it might be the more comical <laughs> one of the two. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I mean so so I, I, I mean, like, I think just reading the chatter online is also quite quite interesting given the, the context of, yeah, the new PM, how this could be a distraction, even though a very small distraction from the political kerfuffles going on in Malaysia. Mm. But I think, yeah, Shamugam sharing, if Shamugam didn't share it, I can't imagine even my own motivation to talk about this. La. Yeah. It's just the fact that That's Shamugam so shared it 20 hours ago, yeah. uh, which was, yeah, Sunday night. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. probably you know oh, what a great week you know let me see what Malaysia's up to and then go to the Facebook page she's like oh this is what they did and he just posted it of course of course we are two we are two uh, unconnected uh, you know low lives uh, who, who don't know what is going the inner workings of the government right so who knows mm-hmm. maybe they got some maybe they have some special information about something that some big thing that happened over national day you know some maybe or, this is the yeah, maybe there was the some, kind of some, video. some mobilization or something that we don't know about. Or maybe this is the kind of video, you know, growing up, we heard that Metallica songs, you play backwards, you hear like a coded mm, message. Mm, mm. Maybe this one, if you edit out all the blue colors and then you read every uh, alternate word, it has a sec- secret message on its own. Mm, I see, I see. Wow. Conspiracy theorists get to work. Conspiracy theorists, man. My tinfoil hat on my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man. Wow. So... Anyway, speaking of this very serious topic that that maybe actually should have been a bit more goofy. Uh, mm. uh, here's another very serious topic like that that probably is uh, uh, less goofy. Less goofy, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I I hesitate to say that it's even goofy, but but it, it has stirred some emotions. It definitely has stirred emotions between two separate groups as well. Like. Uh, mm-hmm. And what is this topic about? Uh? This topic is concerning a certain Dr. Yao so- Sonam, um, who is a, a doctor at a, who let's see uh, who who has a pain management clinic at Mount E Medical Center. Mm. And back in October 2017, um, he was charged or that he he was accused of groping and molesting a woman four times at his clinic a week prior. Mm. Uh, but why we're talking about this is because on Monday, August 16th, um, he was acquitted of all charges when the prosecution decided to drop them. Mm. And it arose because his lawyers managed to get the, the complainant, the accuser, to confess several times that she had lied while testifying in court. Mm. So there have been a whole bunch of articles that 
talk about how his experience in his words over the past four years was humiliating it was painful it was uh like defamatory and and just a very tough time for him and his family as you can imagine mm-hmm. and also that he and his wife had to fork out more than six hundred thousand dollars for his legal expenses la. yeah and arising from that there's been a lot of chatter online about the the almost I wouldn't say double standards but but the fact that his face has been plastered all over these articles mm. uh, I now know his name I know what he looks like but there's very little to little to no info on the accuser la, who's a 33 year old woman who is right now protected under a gag order mm. so we'll never know how she looks like or what her name is or anything about her la. and the discussion is about how this seems a bit unfair la, because this guy I mean who like who knows what actually happened but by by due diligence by the legal process he's he's not guilty la. Mm. he's he's innocent yeah right but this is going to stay with him forever it really affected him financially it affected him emotionally it affected his family he has two kids who are now i think in the late teens or early 20s mm. so so yeah la, that's why we thought oh shit this is this is worth talking about but and and i know you you have been you read up a lot on the chatter online la, right mm. I mean, uh, so, there's there's so, some uh, threads on Reddit where quite angry threads are uh, where basically a poster saying, you know, it's so unfair for for guys in Singapore, lah, you know, who have to face very uh, masculine standards of um, being a being a man in Singapore, whether it's NS or being a breadwinner for family, uh, or the you know even down to like women's charter and all these kind of things. Uh, mm. And then in situations like this where there's false allegation of uh, outrageous modesty or rape or, or molest, right? Then uh, the 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 accuser gets to, you know, uh, there's a gag order to not for her name ne- never to be mentioned. Uh, but yeah, the the, the accused, the, his name is dragged through the mud for like four plus years, lah, and he has to, to go through all of that. And there's very little uh, immediate, uh, not not say very little, but I I think the punishments uh for giving the false uh information or false testimony uh are just very short are, are very short terms in jail or anything like that lah, you know. Mm. So it's it's um I think that they're trying to highlight there's a big imbalance in this kind of situation where there's a false allegation of uh of outrage or modesty lah, and then. Yeah, like a lot of people link it to a lot of different things about NS and you know, there's also mentioned mentions of like how aware also uh enables this kind of this kind of uh patterns of behavior as well uh, in, in institutions mm. so so if you if you see the discussion online there's a lot of these kind of things going on but um what what overall what do you think uh, but uh, let's just go back to the case because uh, i think that's the the simpler place to start uh. what do you think of mm. the case when you when you read about something like that uh? um you mean overall including the outcome of it uh? Uh yeah, just in general when you when you hear of this guy and how much he's lost over the years and and all these things. What was your immediate thoughts, uh? What are your mm, immediate thoughts? I mean, if it wasn't for the outcome, I will totally say that well, this is another one of the doctors, uh like that stereotypical, you know, rich and title can think he does whatever he want and mm. yeah, this is this is he's one of those people. Uh. Mm. But then now with the acquittal, I'm like, oh fuck, he's 
these past four years must have been hell. And and as much as he's a private doctor and $600,000 to him is probably not going to be as big an impact to someone of a much lower socioeconomic tier, I still feel like, what, this this guy, this is fucking unfair. Mm. Um, and and I do feel that, that, I don't know whether it's, it, it will come a point in time where it's not unfair. I think mm. it's just the nature of the uh, uh, accusal and, and the nature of the case, lah, and it does seem like well, people in his position they have they have almost no protection, lah. They're almost guilty until proven innocent, as opposed to the other way around, lah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that was my 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 overall thoughts, lah. Because I know it's very easy to shit on mm. uh, doctors at private hospitals. Yeah, right. right. Um, I mean, there have been cases yeah. of of there have been cases of doctors uh, taking advantage of their patients. Conditions yeah, yeah. I think we have covered our own on our episodes as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what about you? As you read this before reading the the chapter and going down that yeah. work, that rabbit hole. I mean, two things that that immediately came to my mind is like why one is the the whole process of getting a gag order from the judge and all, right? Like, how come the gag order only works for the victim and not for the accused, right? Because if you know you're innocent until proven guilty, shouldn't uh, shouldn't the accused also have the benefit of a doubt, lah, right? Until at least until mm. you're 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 convicted, lah. Then then I understand the need for to to sort of uh, put it out there in public because it's a yeah, cause cause you you kind of want to warn people against against you also, lah. Uh, mm. But at the same time, you know, the, the some people will say that the, the whole idea is you need to you need to warn people to about the accused, right? In case they do it again, lah, right? Uh, yeah, in, yeah, and and if the guy's really innocent, they, he should be able to just clear his name, and 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 it shouldn't be that big an issue, lah. Um, but the second thing I also thought of is yeah, lah. I mean, just um, I think the relationship between doctors and their patients is a uh, is one that is uh, especially increasingly so, lah. Not just in the terms of like outreach or modesty, but even in terms of how you treat a patient and everything, right? Um, it, it's one of those things where you you need to really document every step of everything that you do. Uh. You know, whether it's having a, a nurse in the room or having a witness or having CCTV and all this kind of thing. Because, uh, yeah, from what I understand, like the relationship uh, between doctors and patients these days is becoming more litigious in the sense that, uh, 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 that's the correct way to pronounce it, right? Lit- litigious. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in the sense that a patient nowadays are more they have they can have a tendency to sue sue you even if a, if a treatment doesn't go their way or or doesn't uh, doesn't work as expected like you know and that's something apparently like um that we are sort of uh, inheriting from the US medical system a lot more uh, this is just what mm. i hear from doctors here so so they have to be a, a lot more careful about every step that they take so, to treat a patient so, so when you say when you say litigious, it's almost like there's there are a lot of chances for for you to get uh involved in litigation or like being sued or having some yeah. sort of uh, charges being pressed against you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think just because the you know it, it's 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 uh the law the law and, and and medical uh the medical process are all they're all catching up with each other, right? You know, like mm. like certain medical medications may be more aggressive or what, but. But you know, if you were to recommend that without getting uh, someone to sign something, that could put you in legally in trouble. And people t- today are also more aware of all these things as well. 
of all these legal recourse that they can take in, in case of, of stuff happening to them. So, uh, yeah, doctors just have to be a lot more careful about whatever they do. Lah. But is is but what, what's going to be the outcome for the woman? Lah? Because I know that um, Dr. Yeo's lawyers did ask for the gag order to be removed, but it was mm. declined by the judge. Lah. Mm. And I think there are certain steps that need to be happened before the gag order can be lifted. Are you are you familiar with, with that? No, or I'm what's going to happen I'm after not. this? Uh, I'm not, but I only know that the... Yeah, it's up to the prosecutor, the public prosecutors, whether they want to charge the 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 you know, accuser with falsifying information. Oh, so that means it would have to charge that person um for for something before it can be lifted, lah. Uh, no, oh. you can charge the no, not necessary. I, I'm not. I I not. I'm not sure what the gag order process is like, lah. But I know that the. As in, she she hasn't uh, necessarily committed any crime yet. Or it could be, mm. they, like, they could just say that there's just not enough evidence. Maybe it's a, they feel that it was a, maybe she has some lapses in the memory or whatever like that. And she she gets away. La. She, I mean, she gets off, la, assuming that that if she, she did falsify any kind of evidence. La. But it's just that, it's just that the public prosecutor now has to go through the addition, would have to go through the additional process of finding more evidence if they really wanted to charge her with falsifying statements. Uh. So so mm. it's a whole other it's a whole other thing. Then if they decide not to do so, I think the the accused, uh the, the now acquitted doctor can can also choose to uh sue her for defamation, you know, and then mm. and all but again that that drags out the the whole legal process a lot more like you know. And I'm not sure how many people after four years of paying legal fees and all these things like how much how much can you extract from the person or so? Uh, that's another question. Mm, yeah, exactly. Because I mean, he had the ability to fork out six hundred thousand, mm. But if someone um doesn't, there's it's well, it, it, then then he, first of all to press further charges, mm. he's gonna have to incur his own costs, exactly. right? Again, yeah. um, and it just feels like wow, this this is this this is a tricky thing like, because you know you said there have been other doctors that uh, were charged yeah like, mm. one of the links in the today article you know like when an article there are there are article links to other articles yeah. within that article right yeah. and one of it is that yeah there was a doctor um who was discharged i think in 2018 for molesting someone like, and that was he was guilty of it like. mm. um Doctor seventy four who molested patient no longer has license to practice, and we have seen other other people in other um, uh, uh, practice practices also being guilty of taking advantage of their patients in some way, like. But then, mm. when you were saying that they need to take more steps, like you know, it's almost like like they're going down that slippery slope of everything must ask for consent, la, right? Mm. Uh, so yeah, yeah. It, you can imagine it going down to, to that extent, right? Because even if you have someone else in the room, yeah. um, there's no guarantee that that person also might not be in cahoots with something with someone with a patient or something, right? Uh, yeah, la, but just less less likely. La. Uh, you know, less likely. La. So yeah. it's just about de-risking. La. What you're saying is just about de-risking. Correct, correct. Documenting the whole process. I mean, I mean, even even if, uh, you know, like even today, like when you are, you are if you're hiring somebody or what, you, you there are certain processes you need to follow even if you want to do a major decision like fire the person or or you know let go the let go of the person or that because 
the the last thing you want is uh, for the person to uh, complain to MOM against you or what, right? You know, so so there's certain mm, mm. there's always certain protocol and certain steps that you must take as a as a proper business owner or, or, or you know a HR person uh, to make sure that you know you, you don't put yourself in in a in a disadvantaged position. Like the person decides to to complain or file a complaint against you with the authorities and all that. So, so I yeah, would I mean, imagine I, for a doctor who is privy to you know a lot of uh, intimate uh, private information about a patient, is your best to also like make sure you document everything properly. Uh. I mean, I, I guess like um, as much as it feels like the next steps of lifting the gag order and all, it, it depends on how Dr. Yo and his lawyers would want to proceed. I really hope that someone in the in the legal universe in Singapore or some some people are, are, are as cognizant as they should be about this problem because the after effect of this, right, is now... I think you know. You know, generally, I think now more than ever, people are are giving more attention to to people who own up about being sexually harassed or sexually mm. exploited in the past, lah. Right, mm. and this kind of behavior by people who who lie in court and and accuse unjustifiably, right, weakens mm. that that need, lah. Because yeah. it just puts doubt in people's mind, lah. Like, oh, you want us to believe every victim, but when victims, supposed victims, do this kind of stuff, it just makes it. Makes it harder la, and and that is very destructive la. Yeah, uh, correct. it's almost like the boy who cried wolf la. And this one, of course, is assuming that that he, this doctor really didn't do anything la. And I think we have every right to give him the benefit of the doubt, given that the investigation has taken place. That there, there's been a uh, an outcome, and that's what we can base it on la. So I assume that there's really no shady business that happened. Yeah. And on that note, yeah, this 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 woman is just doing a lot more harm than good la. I'm curious why she would want to do this. Because yeah. um, it doesn't seem like... I mean, maybe she she just wanted to get a settlement out of it. I don't know. But it just feels like going forward, it just sets a very ugly precedent. Because it just... Yeah. yeah, then... Now, I, I'm guessing anyone who reads this, they feel like, wow, fuck, this guy has been screwed over four years. His family is impacted. And this the accuser almost gets away scot-free. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the crux of uh, a lot of frustration that I saw being vented on uh, on, on several threads on Reddit. Lah. You know, that, mm. that uh, yeah, this kind of thing happens and then when it happens, we just sort of like brush it away. Like it doesn't matter. The, like the I mean, it's, uh, you know, always believe the accuser, uh, the accuser and everything. Lah. But always believe the victim, you know, that kind of thing. So mm. uh, somehow it went into further discussions of, of, of toxic masculinity and, and how and the standards of, of masculinity that are imposed upon Singaporean men and the usual, like, you know, how they they, they can't find anyone that, that uh, they're able to date on Coffee Meets Bagel and everything like that. Lah. But uh, all that aside, mm. lah, I think I think there seems to be yeah, lah, a little bit of a... Maybe there's, there's a little bit of a gap of where regulation is and where, uh, where, where uh, the... the Basically, the norms are right now, lah. You know, in terms of, especially when it comes to something as sensitive as like a sexual assault in a in a medical environment, lah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and I mean, <laughs> you know, sometimes I remember last time I saw, I saw, uh, because uh, this this is relevant not just for the medical profession; it's for mm. any profession that involves people of one gender interacting very closely with someone else of another gender. Correct, right? correct, yeah. 
and I think last time I saw a swimming instructor teaching kids. Mm. And I don't know, I just saw like his his pedos were like fucking tight, dude. And I was just wondering, like that sort of stuff, I think I think it, it just struck me like, wait, um, that feels like it could be a very, uh, how you say, a controversial situation because you have these kids in the pool mm. and then the swimming instructor there. And then I was thinking about tailors, you know, tailors sometimes where there's, there's also physical contact and all. Mm. And I think anyone in any industry like this just needs to be aware that, okay, you can be perfectly innocent, yeah. but it's also getting riskier to do your job. La. Yeah, yeah, correct. So, so right, what, so, yeah, it, yeah, about the speedos, you, I mean, how, just, how tight were they? <laughs> like, how tight? Fucking tight, dude. And like, he was standing outside the pool and the uh. kids were in the water looking up at him uh. and the kids were like, I don't know, primary school kids of both genders. Then I was like, wow, if I was a parent of one of those kids, uh. um, I think I might <laughs> ask the instructor, do you have to wear speedos? I mean, you're not in the water, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go into the water once in a while, but do you, like speedos were damn tight, dude. Um, and I can imagine. Okay, maybe they they are more. They are, maybe he doesn't want like boxers, speedos, tan lines, or whatever lah. But but just felt like I remember stop stopping there. I was like, wait. Then I'm guessing I look like a creep lah, because I was staring at this guy's speedos from afar. Oh, so you were walking by, then you stopped because you're so shocked by the how tight no, the speedos no. were. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was at my brother's house. No, oh. I think I was I was coming out of the pool or something. Correct? Oh, so you were swimming, lah. So you were swimming. I was swimming. Oh, yeah, was, I was swimming. So, and but I, I'm, like, I'm sure yeah, it still looks really pretty creepy because I can imagine you with your big guys. Like you get out of the pool, <laughs> then you just like staring with this disapproving face at this guy wearing tight speedos, right? Dad, can you imagine? Uh, here I am trying to think on behalf of parents, and a parent maybe there looking first of all at the speedos. She's like, "Oh my god, why is my kid's instructor wearing speedos?" Then, oh shit, who's that guy behind him? There's a <laughs> weird guy just staring at the at the instructor's speedos. He's like, "What the hell am I getting my kids into?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but it's true. Yeah, it's true. I mean, yeah, even for us, right? Like when we uh working with actors and all that as well, you have to be very careful about like you know, the, the director not getting to any physical contact with directing talent and stuff like that, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, and so I think Mike Pence was... Issue. Sorry, your pants was what? Mike... No, Mike Pence, oh, not Mike. my pants. <laughs> I thought you had to Dude, say elaborate more you about the speedos. You kept talking, your fixation <laughs> with the tight speedos, I thought was like the, the topic of the day. <laughs> Mike Pence and this one honestly is nothing to do with my pronunciation I'm intonating and my plosives are all very good okay yeah. Mike Pence, yeah, Mike Pence. Um, yeah. was was famous for saying that he never has dinner with uh, a, a woman alone or, mm. or some something like that I think he was a high ranking US politician correct, and correct. although it sounds very conservative if you're in that sort of position of power where you know people are going to be out to get you uh, and bring you down maybe you have to de-risk until like that lah is that is that a term de risk? Um, I don't know whether that's the term for for these sort of issues, but oh, okay. de risk is is a term la. Normally, I yeah. think it's used for like, I guess it can be used for a bunch of things lah. Yeah, yeah. No, because de risk your investment. Yeah, yeah. Because I was uh, I think it's on the threads. They were also pulling up the example of um, a few months ago there was an SMU student, a guy who uh, invited a a a girl from another university, NTU, and US. I'm not sure lah to study with him mm. in the SMU, you know, the SMU study pods somewhere, you know, the one uh, they are in town, the one that's the old MPH building. Mm. It's yeah. a very nice, like two to three story, like of of study areas for SMU students. La. And uh, yeah, he yeah. invited her there overnight. And uh, yeah, and then, and then they got, I mean, they apparently got intimate and then 
uh, after that the you know, the the girl basically uh, accused him of of um of uh, sexually assaulting her lah, you know um and uh, i mean I, I i think the case is still being tried if i'm not wrong i don't think the guy has been convicted or anything yet always still waiting for the for the actual re- conclusion but uh yeah so some a lot of people you know the amateur facebook sleuths and all who they they look at the evidence and they're like well you know the girl the guy was really hitting on her from the start of the night and and, and she still stayed on there and then she could have left at any point but she chose to like take a nap you know, so-called take a nap in the rooms and everything. And how how do you believe that she she didn't want to be around the guy, lah? You know, and um, so yeah, lah. That's where a lot of this stuff is like uh, it, it gets very contentious. I I don't I, I you, unless you're there and unless you know the dynamic of the couple. Even if you know the dynamic of the couple, you know it's very hard to to know exactly what transpired. You know between them at that moment, right? Uh, yeah, so yeah, exactly, I actually exactly. saw I actually saw there are some there are now there are some apps that you can download you know that that protect you from this kind of situation uh, they are very appropriate names like called uh, Consent Amour Amour you know like Consent Armour but without the R in the armour so that it's like Amour like French the French word for love lah. Consent Amour oh, yeah and like uh, so it, it's something that you pull up I think then it, it has a legal thing and then to get the other person to consent, they just need to sign a. Uh, they need to scan a QR code that's displayed displayed on your screen, lah. You know, and then after that, it's, see, it's a see. consent form, lah. So, uh, but you know, it's tricky, lah. Right? You know, in the middle of a, uh, if if there's a lot, uh, if there's some intimacy going on, suddenly someone pulls out an app and they ask you to scan QR code. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's like trace together, lah. Yeah, yeah, trace together. Yeah, trace together. <laughs> but uh, it seems like yeah, it seems like the only way to. To, to really, really, really foolproof yourself, lah. Even if you're out and what and you're going through what you think is a consensual uh, process of getting to know each other, lah. You know. Yeah, and. Yeah, do you, oh, sorry, what and what? Yeah, no, and, and um, I think, I think we have spoken about this before, so where now you know with the whole me too movement and with the cases cases like this i think the past year and a half where clubbing has come to a standstill mm. i'm just curious how clubbing what the mechanics of clubbing and like socializing in clubs are anymore mm. Mm. because mm. it's a totally different world yeah? yeah and i think there's no there's no app like that that has taken off lah, right the the consent amour is it available in singapore i'm not sure but i, I saw it recommended on some legal pages lah, basically yeah. Wow. Yeah, I think that's the next next boom for for dating apps. Yeah, maybe like a, maybe that's like where trace side, together side hustle. That's where the trace together token is is faster, lah, right? <laughs> so you don't need to actually take out your phone. You just oh, hey, you sure you okay with this? Take out your trace together app. Just yeah, okay, can ready. Yeah, yeah. That's that's like consent, lah, given. You know. Yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean. Yeah, like uh, I guess there's there's not much to to follow up on this case aside from the fact that he might take legal matters into his own hands, mm. like, right? Uh, with his yeah. lawyers, but yeah, it's a it's a it's a tough case, man. It's a tough yeah, case. Tough situation to be in. I mean, that's why coming out of this pandemic, or at least not coming out, but as we move on to this so-called new normal of like COVID endemic society, um, I think the rules of engagement when when it comes to dating and all that have to change a little bit as well, like, right? Cause, cause mm-hmm. it's literally, you know, you're, you're even also exposing yourself to, 
to potentially to a virus as well, like, right? To to a COVID nineteen and all that when you come in contact with people. So so it's I mean a, I'm pretty sure that thing. there've always been viruses that could discourage uh, frivolous sexual behavior, like, but I don't think that has ever stopped people. Like. No no but but now the, the lines are very clearly drawn, like you know, are you vexed or unvexed? You know, we talked about we talked mm. about like those dating services for for unvexed people. Unvaccinated yeah, people, yeah, right? You know, things like that. La. So 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 it's like uh, now consent also is a very is a very important thing to think about, right? Yeah. Whether yeah. whether someone not don't don't say don't say anything about sexual content, but just uh like like what you said, la, like a, a swimming instructor, uh, you know, touching touching students or anything and teaching you a proper stroke and things like that. You have to be mm. careful about that. Or maybe yeah, literally need to have an app with signs and say, you know, there might be occasions where I might have to actually touch your shoulders or what to instruct you to do all this. And, and if that's part of the protocol, then it just has to be, lah, I think, to protect everyone. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Protect everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, correct, correct. I tell you, Trace Together going to pivot already. Just After this whole COVID thing turns around, they can, they can outsource the code lah, for, for all these different, these different kind of uh, industries <laughs> that need to de-risk themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Consent app. Yeah. Cool, man. Um, as always, I don't think we have mentioned our subreddit yet. If anybody has any thoughts on any of our topics that we cover, please head on over to our wonderful subreddit. The link is in the description where uh, we get the most thoughtful comments that we've ever gotten on any social platform. Yeah, yeah. And then people also, I, the, the cool thing is people are talking amongst themselves. Uh, we we yeah, pop exactly. in and we read and we learn and we sometimes comment, but... I really feel like some some of the commenters there they they really know their shit and they back the shit up with proper research and all, which is very useful. So very do, helpful man. to read up. Yeah, yeah. They do. Mm. And speaking of our subreddit and comments, yes. Um, now is our time for our one show comment of the past few days. Yes. And what is yours, man? Uh, can you, uh, let me, uh can you do yours first? Let me pull mine up because I I don't have my computer in front of me. Okay, mine was uh, a comment by someone who was very open about how the account is a throwaway account uh, just because he or she wanted to comment on our last episode where we talked about OnlyFans banning sexually explicit content. Mm. So the the writer said that, you know, um, I'll just use, uh, yeah, like they're a moderator for a bunch of porn subreddits and they manage submissions by Redditors and um, just talked about how the Pornhub um, evolved. There was a Pornhub purge that people lost content and there was a porn ban on Jiffy Cat and then how they handle it best by moving all the, the sexually explicit GIFs to an NSF, not safe for work website. And just talking about how the... You, you, because one of the biggest reasons why OnlyFans said they're going to stop accepting sexually explicit content was because of the payment providers, right? Mm. And this, this Redditor points out that the moral policing of payment providers is destroying the content creation community. Mm. Um, and and that, I mean, they, they clarify that they don't support like the content that exploits people and all. Mm. But the things that the payment providers are doing is not helping the situation of, of curbing, you know, sexual trafficking or exploitation and, and it's doing more harm to the industry than good lah, because it cuts out a lot of the independent creators um, who do earn a respectable livelihood on in the space lah. Mm. Um, and I think why why I found this interesting because a friend of ours shared a, a Twitter Twitter thread 
um, by uh, someone who was just commented, commenting on the OnlyFans thing. And I think in the previous episode, um, I did say that the reason they use about MasterCard uh, and their payment gateway not accepting sexual explicit content sounds a bit um, weird because they there are other payment providers that uh, process payments for porn websites. Like, mm. But apparently, it was something that MasterCard said back in April that mm. they are no longer going to do because there's almost like a... They're leading the charge of payment gateways clamping down on porn content la, and mm. porn websites. Mm. And the the Twitter thread goes on to explain that it's this whole OnlyFans thing is not as simple as, it's, as it sounds because some of the people who are lobbying for payment processors to to curb down on um, the porn industry were lobbyists for for anti-trafficking and anti-exploitation. But some of them were also lobbyists for anti-sex or very conservative anti-abortion movements. Mm. So the whole discussion has now shifted from, okay, OnlyFans screwing over um, independent creators to these payment gateways being the mm. ones who are, who are harming the industry. Like, and it's yeah. fucking interesting because there are a lot of independent creators who... Who make a living mm. and now if the payment gateways are mandating that these porn websites need to verify the content you know need to review all pieces of content the only people that can survive are the big websites like and the independent creators gets screwed over which means they now need to find income through other less regulated means which does more harm and yeah it's fucking interesting so when i saw this post i was like oh shit it's it's interesting to see the commentary that is coming out after only fans made their announcement mm. interesting yeah so i thought i thought it was interesting but speaking so of payment gateways, I know like sub mod. Yeah, Wait, I know the, the comment. The commenter is pot spot porn sub mod underscore throwaway. So obviously a mm. throwaway account. So so yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're saying. Yeah, even recently in Singapore, I think Amazon SG is uh, informing all the all the subscribers that um, yeah, they're gonna start charging 05 percent for Visa card users from from mid September onwards. Huh? Uh. What? <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah. You gonna yeah. charge what? Extra point five, what? extra point five percent of the payment of whatever you buy for Visa in particular. For Visa in particular, and uh, there wasn't a real reason given other than that, yeah, like, the pay is the, the the cost of of payment providers like payment gateways like you know like like Visa, Mastercard, and all. So um, yeah, even even for a very powerful powerful corporate entity like Amazon, that not necessarily is doing the right thing all the time either. Even they mm. also can get can get uh, strong armed into doing things like that, you know, ultimately don't benefit the consumer so lot, right? So yeah, and, and I, I, think I, remember, very, I think it's a very intricate dance between all their corporate interests and what they are trying to do, lah. Yeah. And, and I remember from my time at school when I was handling the e-commerce and 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 booking engine, uh, and handling the team that was running that, right? Mm. One of the the components that had the biggest leverage in every negotiation was the payment gateway. Because mm. without them, you can't sell tickets. Yeah. Which is why when Stripe came along, right, they fucking, they were the, they plucked such a huge gap because previously you could only go to these payment gateways which are so clunky and so bureaucratic. Mm. Um, but I think they, like Stripe still hasn't conquered the market lah, and mm. MasterCard and Visa still provide a lot of these payment um, how you say capabilities and if they want to do anything what can Amazon do you know like it's a big channel that the payment gateway could potentially cut off so of course you have to kowtow la. so it's wow that's damn annoying yeah 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 correct man tough, Lord, tough, yeah. so this only fencing is quite quite interesting la, how it's unfolding yeah 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 um, but what is what is your one short comment so my one short comment was uh, 
uh, on the interview with Joshua Simon, I think 195, someone mm. Sanic Tales, uh, Sanic Tales, uh, comments, commented uh, not too long ago that they love this episode hearing about Joshua growing up and his stories about coming out. And he admits that he used to make fun of, um, he used to make fun of gays and homosexuals when he was in secondary school because they're part of the cool kids doing aggro inline and skateboarding and all that. And only after mm. growing up and forming my own character and opinions, I realized we don't have to be assholes or demean or make fun of others to make ourselves feel good. It's better to be nicer to people. So yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think I'm. I mean, kudos to you for 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 coming to that realization growing up. And I think it takes a lot of. Uh, it also takes a measure of 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 courage also to come out and, and tell people that you know I used to be a bully as well, lah. So yeah, lah, we we joke a lot about you know the. Harish last time joke and all that kind of thing, but I think it shows a measure of um, people also growing up and and realizing they don't have to be assholes in order to to feel good about themselves, lah. Hey, but but on that note, uh, can I just say that I never got a chance to address how I felt very unfairly uh, labeled during that that podcast where you fucking made me seem like an asshole bully in school when honestly I used to get bullied in primary school. I got bullied in sec one and. I may have been complicit when I saw other people do it, but I think the way fucking Joshua also looked at me and like, you know, like I used to know people like you. I was like, fuck, that's not me. Okay. <laughs> and I know you're laughing because you know you just threw me under the bus. You fucking asshole. Yeah, I, I played sports. I was a jock, but I was not that kind of person. Okay. I'm pretty sure if I hurt anyone in the past, please let me know. But I'm pretty sure that yeah. I was not the person you painted out Painted me out to be fucking yeah. shit. We'll be setting up a helpline, a helpline for all the victims of Harish's unkind words when he was younger. It's one eight hundred. Harish was, I was an a asshole. delight. I was a delight. Okay, I was an absolute delight. One eight hundred. Harish was an asshole. Yeah, it's just nonsense. <laughs> you, you know, you know the 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 quiet vessels are the ones that sometimes are the worst. So you know, there's so much about me being a jock. We never go down and do what you used to do, uh, No, because uh, because actually to I wanted to yeah, actually I wanted to say actually last time I also used to make fun of uh, gay people and, and homosexuals and and think that it was very deviant and stuff like that lah. And I was it was sort of in line with me being uh quite extremist in terms of my religious views last time as well lah. Uh, and, mm. and so there is a capacity for people to change. It's just that Joshua Simon never asked me about it. He just assumed that I'm a gamer guy. <laughs> like, that's no, as, as offensive as it got. Like, he assumed I was a gamer. Like. Then I was like, okay, like, you know, let's move on and no, let's and focus on yeah, Harish. <laughs> but, but before that, you just painted me as a jock and immediately I fell into the category of that kind of jock, like, which there were. And I really hope I, I did not do anything like that. But yeah, the way you painted out to me and the way Joshua looked into my eyes, like as though I had wronged him and other people from the LGBT community, I felt like, yo, this is not me. But I didn't want to take the, put yeah, the attention you, on me, la, given, did, given yeah, we are hearing you, Joshua's story. Yeah, you, don't, you should huh? have just pointed it out. La. You should have just pointed it out. I pointed it out. No, because you, like, you could have brought up immediately the, yeah, but I was also made fun of because I was I was a minority and you know the balance of power and all that kind of stuff, right? Yeah, have, but yeah. but I mean, like, okay, no, I I think that that just felt like, um, yeah, of course, on hindsight is twenty twenty like, But I just wanted to clarify to people <laughs> listening now, um, that, and some to to some people who also pointed out in the Reddit that yo, that was a uh not the nicest thing to 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 have been done to me, but yeah, la, clarify, <laughs> clarify that I was unfairly painted. 
Yeah, and I think, yeah. if you had started with how you also maybe were guilty of that, it would have been easier to to stomach because when you no, mentioned that, it would have immediately... been, it would have been such a long drawn out history, you see. So yeah, I, then, I just wanted then, to bring up the point, but I didn't, I didn't expect to merely jump on it and say that you know you represented the. Yeah, that, that so you like. could have clarified also. <laughs> you could have clarified given yes, that you, have, you, have, you, yeah. yeah, you could have. So that's all I needed to hear. You could have. Yeah, you could I have, was okay. the gamer dude. I was the gamer dude sitting in the corner, <laughs> who you know was was just watching all Nonsense. the watching the atrocities happen, all the jokes were just having their, having their way. But, Nonsense! Uh, yeah. You are you are labeling people just like how we are told not to label people these days. <laughs> so it's good to hear that you 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 also feel you could have clarified. Yeah, but but, but it's a shout out. I, I say shout out to people like Sonic Tales like, You know, even whether you're coming out or not, uh, coming out so called coming out anonymously and and realizing mm. that, that you know your past you could have behaved better. I think that is uh, is a good thing. That is growth for everyone, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Correct. Cool man. So okay, so so what is now your our happy thing? part of the yeah. our one shot? What would you like to go first this time? Uh, wait, I, again, I need to pull it up because I don't have my computer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So um, there was this this story. So in general, I'm always fucking inspired and excited and motivated when I hear stories of people just um doing something creative, put it out, putting it out in the world, and. Mm. like reaping a lot of 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 uh, like creating something that goes viral and of course if they can then monetize it somehow it's great la. so i came mm. across this story where there was this designer who had been designing you know like um icons for jailbroken uh, iPhones and Android mm. starting in 2013 um and a few years ago i think when it came to iOS 14 where people could customize their icons. He just thought, hey, you know, I've been doing this for years. He just um, created a set of iPhone icons that were minimalist, la, black and white. Mm. And he just put it on Twitter and mm. he went to sleep. The next day, he found out there were like fucking thousands of shares, thousands of retweets, thousands of likes. And he was like, what the hell's going on? So he just packaged it and he mm. put it on this website called Gumroad la, where creators can sell um, like... Uh, electronic um, digital art and all um, mm. as an icon pack la, for people and he started like generating a whole bunch of sales and then Marcus Brownlee uh, the MKBHD mm. um, the YouTuber he he talked about it and then he went even more viral and he just shared the story of how that happened I think within uh, he made he, in six days he made like a hundred thousand dollars just from selling these icon packs for I think five dollars per pack so mm-hmm. I just thought it's like it's super cool because generally I think there's so much talent in the world um, and there's so much um, ability to create and and in this one short article where he talked about those few days he just said you know this just is an example of how if you're creative you put something out on the world uh, in the world you let catch a trend there are ways to benefit from it that benefits the people who download it because it is a beautiful icon set but also for himself it's it's just a super cool cool story and it's it was a very simple process where he created this icon packs of course not taking away the design thing but when he had the icon packs he uploaded it on Gumroad and people mm. started paying it was $28 a pack so it's super cool yeah mm. I see, I see. super cool yeah so I think in 9 months he made 400,000 US that is crazy wow crazy interesting interesting yeah so cool story Um. yeah my my uh, one shook thing this time is actually a uh a YouTube channel 
from um, mm. a one of the because I think after Simone Biles or that I spent a bit more time like just watching uh, gymnastics videos and all that. Then I chanced upon this uh, this Olympic uh, American Olympic gymnast Michaela Skinner. She won a silver medal for women's artistic gymnastics on the vault. Uh, and I think what was cool is that she actually um, she actually vlogged about her whole experience going to the training for and going to the Olympics. Uh. So she mm. actually very prolifically releases released quite a number of videos even during the Olympics. And I think she had at least like five or six um, videos of her at the Olympics. So you can really watch and, and get a sense of what it's like being a young athlete in the you know in the olympic village and, and training and, and and going through recovery and how she feels about winning a gold medal and how she feels about retiring after that and all that because i think now she's mm. like she's practically only like um like 20 me 24 25 years old or something like that but you know gymnasts they they they, they retire pretty pretty young lah. so um yeah it's, it's it's just it's just something that you never got insight into lah. like uh a super high functioning Olympic athlete, uh, but also just very candidly uh, vlogging about their experience and talking about what pains and, and what was the difficult parts of their day are and what their diet is like and what their cheat days are like and stuff like that. Because uh, mm. I think I think on social, even on social media, most of the time you only see the good stuff, like, right? You see the, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, you know, wow, I woke up at 4 a.m. today and then this did this, this, that, motivation, blah, blah. But you don't watch all the she literally documents like for example like when she goes to a physiotherapist and and they like show how oh your leg at this part is one leg is longer than the other and this is the work that we need to do to fix it and all that you know and how mm. how, how like she tries sushi for the first time at the olympics and then i, re- I realized oh yeah these are very very young young athletes who have probably never traveled outside of the outside of their sport like right you know so so to them it's like a lot of these things are new experiences and they're so happy with the the merchandise that they bring back for the Olympics and all that. So, so it's just very interesting seeing it from this angle that you would never have a chance to to witness uh, previously. Mm. So yeah, do check out her her channel. I I, I don't know what she's going to do out if she's retiring from from sports already, but but everything so far has been uh, has been eye opening to watch. Uh, it's my Kayla. What's the channel call again? My Kayla Skinner. My Kayla oh. Skinner. Yeah, she's less than two hundred thousand subscribers, so it's not like a huge explosive channel but you know she i just appreciate the the, the candidness with which they talk about what they what they go through uh, yeah but it's quite cool i think it was another youtuber the the british diver right tom thomas daly oh is it i think so he also was vlogging he won a gold medal uh, okay, okay um, yeah. and he was a guy who was seen knitting at the at the olympics oh, yeah, yeah yeah that's right that's right yeah so quite quite interesting that now you get olympic youtubers wow yeah. Yeah, that is cool. No, because yeah. you would think that people who are training for Olympics have no fucking time to do social media. Yeah, that's why. Right. But these people are <laughs> coughing up videos like one a week, you know, and everything. And here we are bitching about, oh, you know, doing a video once a week is damn hard, you know. It's damn hard, yeah, it's damn yeah, hard. Yeah, yeah, very different. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a more like like how did she do at the Olympics? Silver medal, silver. Yeah, so she's like world class, lah, right? Yeah, you yeah, can yeah. imagine if you go there as a YouTuber and you like. Okay, like you don't qualify for the finals, and then you get silver, and Tom Daly got gold. That's fucking impressive, man. Yeah, and then you're carrying a camera around. Yo, yo, you know, hey, yeah, YouTube, what's like, up? <laughs> and then all these YouTubers are complaining about having to do a video a week. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. 
cool man cool 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 all right um that's that's all we have for today as always if you if you enjoyed this podcast or if you have any comments please head on over to our subreddit yeah and cool. then yeah just just take, take part in the in the intellectual olympics that we have on our sub subreddit lah. Hello, the inter- intellectual olympics yep 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 cool man all right all right talk See to y'all soon <laughs>